0: Hi, I'm Mo Abdelbaki and this is episode 7 of my podcast. Welcome to Out of Mo's Mind. Hello, hello already said that before, but it always bears saying it again, doesn't it? Because it's kind of a celebration. As a matter of fact, that's what today's offering is about. Celebrating. Well, let's do talk about celebration and celebrating a little bit. And first of all, let me give you one of my definitions. Celebration doesn't mean, uh, you know, party favors and, um, you know, uh, horn making gadgets and <laughs> give people things to make horns with. Sure, why not? Blades of grass, willow sticks, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, for, oh my goodness, for me, um, a celebration can be a very personal thing. It can be just me celebrating internally or mentally or externally or um, etherically or whatever right and what's not to celebrate i mean life is pretty amazing um I, you know not to dwell on anything that isn't pleasant although sometimes we have to in life i have uh, nearly kicked the proverbial bucket on several occasions um sometimes with uh, potential grave results literally grave results and i'm still here i'm still here as a matter of fact when i was um about 34 it seems uh on april 1st of that year i was uh put in the hospital with double pneumonia i was a lot sicker than i thought and well no i knew i was pretty sick but uh they put me in and they said uh oh and they brought my kids in to say goodbye and they sent in a priest to give me last rites which i said you know what the heck go for it you know but as well, whatever, he didn't burst into flames and neither did I. So everything was fine. And, uh, but I made it through. It was long, but I, it really, uh, there were other times too. I won't get into them. That'll be a whole show. The, the, the nine lives of God, I, God, I hope it's more than nine. Holy mackerel. I think most of us have, have had that sort of thing happen. I think we've all lost loved ones. Uh, if you haven't count yourself as blessed, but, um, that's just part of living on this planet. It's part of living in life, right? If you live um you're going to experience the loss of some friends over the years and I've lost some dear friends over the years and and yet there is a sort of a am um, here, and that isn't to say oh i'm glad <laughs> I'm not here and they're they're you know it's to say that we need to celebrate life sometimes um not in spite of, but in connection to all the things that can happen in life that aren't pleasant. And and there are many, many different ways to celebrate. I believe in it. I'm kind of an optimist. At times a pie-eyed optimist. Um, one is blueberry, the other one is pecan, in case you were wondering. Not that I would eat either. I would actually go for a strawberry rhubarb. But that only happens when I drink and then I have red eyes, but that is a different story. So I, I think what is important to me is to be grateful for every day. And to me that's what gratitude is is a celebration of life. Being grateful for what we have in the moment can change our lives. It can take us from being kind of oh you know what it's morning. I'm going to get up and I'm going to make some coffee and I think I'll turn this into an old prospector voice now. And I sit around and I, you know, pick my teeth with a railroad spike. And, you know, I do have a big gap between my teeth. So picking my teeth with a railroad spike is not out of the question. Um, I'd have to be very careful, but it could be done. So you get up every day and you say, okay, here I am again. Again. And sometimes it just seems like, wow, I think I just woke up and it's time to go back to bed. That I think is good. That's good. It's good. (laughs) I laugh a lot. I do laugh a lot. I can't help it. I've always laughed a lot. I was a goofy kid. Ask anyone who knew me back then. And uh, I still am a goofy kid. Ask anyone who knows me now. Even my own kids are like, wow, that is so weird, man. I don't know why they sound like that. They've never done those things. Well, some things maybe, but not the type of things I was doing. (laughs) What? You know, I I had that once. No, I I knew what I was talking about. And then it... Wait a minute. I think I'm supposed to go home or something. I, I can't remember exactly... What I'm supposed to be doing right now? Oh, okay, okay. So forget all that. I don't know where I go there. It's celebrating. I'm happy. What can I say? I love talking on the radio. This is the internet radio in the podcast radio form, and um, like I said, future ancestors. Well, that's not how that goes. Wait a minute, descendants, future descendants. Your ancestor says, "I'm really sorry." <laughs> So sorry. So, anyway, let's talk about celebrating a little bit. A lot of people wait to celebrate. Why wait to celebrate? There's a reason to celebrate every single day. Here are some of the things that I note on my days I note what is known as the zenith of the sun, right? The Southing of the Sun. What does that mean? It means it's the highest it's going to be in the sky all day long. It's directly overhead. Well, it can't be really directly overhead unless you're in a certain place, closer to the equator, and then it's the Tropic of Cancer and blah, blah, blah. But for those of us who live in, you know, other places, um, it's the highest the Sun will be on the uh, horizon during the day. And it's due south. And it's kind of a cool thing. I try to notice that. Now, I have a watch that shows it to me on my watch. It says, oh, it's right there, see? And I like that. I like that. Um, Let me make a plug for my friend Bjorn's Yes Watch. Put it in to your uh, search engine gizmo, uh, yeswatch.com, and you'll see what I consider to be the coolest watch around. And um, he's going to be coming out with a new model, called the world watch which is i think how it all started but it's going back to the world watch he says it's the best watch they've ever made uh this this makes me want to celebrate and salivate as a matter of fact but you'll i'll keep talking and you'll know why i think it's so cool but i do i note when that time is going to be now sometimes i set an alarm for it sometimes i just take a look at my watch and say okay it's right around there why is that important because once upon a time that was how time was told you know, you you would, and so it's a, it's a celebration of the old ways. There used to be what are called planetary hours. What was a planetary hour? Where well, you divided sunlight into twelve hours, and then you divided night into twelve hours, and so then you would say to someone, um, "Oh, Britannicus," and he would say, "Yes, armadillos," and you'd say, "Well, I would like to meet you at the um, agora, at uh, let's say halfway through." Uh, the 8th hour of the sun. And so you would, you know, go to a sundial. Or if you were like the Flintstones, you'd maybe have one on your wrist. And you would turn and you would look at it and you'd say, okay, it's about the 7th hour of the sun and 8th um, hour, I've got an hour and a half. What, what, what you did, it was all kind of, oh, approximate, approximate. But I like that, even though I have a very specific and precise watch. So, I celebrate that um I celebrate days. you know every day is dedicated to a different old deity, right? Well, I won't get too much in that. I'll talk about that some other time, but I like to celebrate the concept of you know um Wednesday being hump day, no it's <laughs> um yeah. Mercury, right? And and that's what these planetary hours are fun. It's it's a lot of fun. Some other time. Some other time. And I love to celebrate uh, celestial phenomena, right? Celestial phenomena to me are wonderful things. Uh, eclipses. I'll go out and stand and watch an eclipse. And it just, I love it. It just, oh, I miss the solar eclipse. Um could have gone up to Casper, Wyoming, but it just, uh, it just it was too hard to do at the time, and it was like, okay, I'll watch it on TV, I did not get to see the actual totality, we had 98% where I live, and it was good, it was good, but it wasn't the same, so I have family living in Austin, and I've already warned them that on the next eclipse, which is coming up in a few years, six years or so, I'm coming, so they've been warned, I said, if I'm still around, because at this age, you you never really know. So you celebrate every day. But I would like to see a total eclipse of the sun. I know many people who did, and they said, oh, you missed something great. But I didn't. I saw it. I had on my special solar eclipse glasses and uh, got to to watch it. It was right, really, poof. And it's amazing, even with 98% totality, that there's still some sun. That tells you how powerful it is. There's a reason to celebrate right there, that I live on this beautiful, gorgeous planet. Yes, yes, there are things going on. I mean, make no mistake, I understand that. I know that there are things going on that aren't a lot of fun. But you know what? That's a part of it, isn't it? That's a part of our lives. Do you remember how you felt when someone you voted for won the presidency? And it was a surprise. Or it was a big deal and it was historic. you remember how you felt? Well, you celebrated. That's celebration. Do you remember, if you have kids, how you felt when your children were born? That's a celebration. It's a remarkable thing. Do you remember how you felt when they graduated or got married? I had the the great privilege of, of being the officiant at my son's wedding. Wow. I mean, wow that was so cool and it was remarkable for me and and I think that that's what life is about, taking a look at those things that come along that we can celebrate now it has to be more organized than that, isn't that what you're thinking right now why Mo, Mo shouldn't it be more organized than that and I say it to you of course it has to be more organized than that because that's the way things go, so it is um, There are what are called quarter days. Okay, now you all know what quarter days are. They are the solstices, cices, and the equinoxes. Okay, So, we have four of these days, hence they're called quarter days. We have the vernal equinox, the summer solstice. Wait a minute, let me start off again. We have the vernal, no, that's right, the vernal equinox, the summer solstice, the autumnal equinox. And then we have the winter solstice. I get a little ahead of myself. But then again, that's because I'm out of sync with time. Time's just, you know, fleeting. Fleeting. Um, Do you know that there's an enema called fleet? Isn't that weird when you think about it? And I I don't mention that because uh, for any other reason than just that there's one called fleet. And I just said fleet and fleet. Let's move on. So there you have the four major turning points of the sun, is what they used to be called. And and even though we say that the sun, the, the vernal equinox takes place in Aries, it really hasn't in about 2,000 years. I won't get into all that. That's a good another podcast, you see, um, looking at what is and what isn't and and the different systems of looking at the movement of the sun on the ecliptic, the ecliptic being the imaginary line that it follows through the sky on its yearly journey. Um, It only seems imaginary until you watch it every day. then you go, Oh no, it really does kind of move. So those are the four quarter days. Then there are what are called cross quarter days. And these are based entirely on the movement of the sun between those marks. So, in between the vernal equinox and the summer solstice there is this thing right around the first week in may usually about may 5th known as beltane in the old i'll use the old celtic names because they're good i once read that it should be pronounced beltana <clears throat> beltane it is i mean beltana may be correct but i mean it just beltane seems very and beldane and it's like oh you know what I mean, I, you know, I grew up in an Arabic-speaking household. Let let me have my problems. So, that that is the first day of summer, in the old calendars. So, the summer solstice is not the first day of summer, and I actually don't treat it as the first day of summer. I treat it as Midsummer's Day. Now, some people say that Midsummer's Day right, the solstice, is about three days later. Now, there's a reason for this. The word solstice means sun still. So what happens is every day, the sun seems to get a little bit higher, a little bit higher, a little bit higher on the ecliptic after the winter solstice, and we've gone past the 24th of December. Why isn't that a special day? It is. So it gets higher and higher and higher and higher in the sky, on its arc until finally it reaches what we call the Tropic of Cancer, which actually takes place in Gemini. And you can, you know, that's where it takes place. You can prove that to yourself by um, the full moon in Sagittarius, which would be right around the time of the winter solstice, right? Right. Um, So next time you get close to that winter solstice, look at that full moon, and you will see that um, it takes place. You're going to see it right in Gemini, if you know which one Gemini is. Uh, They're easy to find. They're twins. They look a lot alike. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, so the cross-quarter days are where the sun is halfway between a solstice and an equinox. That's all. And there are four of them. Now, we will save the granddaddy of them all for the end. So we will start with the winter solstice, which takes place right around the 20th, 21st of December. I celebrate that. As a matter of fact, I'm guessing you probably do too. Um, you've been buying stuff and putting up trees and perhaps lighting candles. And, and you know, it's, it's been really kind of a big expensive time for you. But it really is mid midwinter. And so, the sun goes to the very lowest point it can go, and then it stays there, solstice, for three days. 21, 22, 23, 24. And on the 25th, it raises a little bit on the horizon. And so, that begins that, the new year. But it really isn't the new year. We'll get to that. So we celebrate the winter solstice, and we celebrate the Yule season, which is what it's called in the old tradition, Yule. Then we celebrate uh, the next one coming around, which is right about February the 1st or 2nd or 3rd, this year it was the 3rd, what's known as Imbolc, Imbolc. And Imbolc seems to mean, this is the theory, in the belly valley. Now, why is that? Well, because this was a time when animals began to gestate their babies that would come in the spring. And interestingly enough, we now celebrate that as Groundhog Day. Right on right on the second, we call it Groundhog Day. The next day or the day after is in bulk. This year, I think it was on the fourth. And I celebrate that. How do I celebrate it? By the beginning of spring because that's what it represents. And I always think to myself, here it comes. Here comes the season of growth. Now, that doesn't mean that cold weather is over. It means winter is done as a predominant energy that Jack Frost is still going to be around. He doesn't give up easily. He doesn't say, oh, I'm done with this. He, you know. So the next phase then, between after Imbolc, and after we've had this realization, the Earth what it really was a celebration that the Earth was still alive, and that, that animals would be born and, and some plants are beginning to rejuvenate. Um, right around inbol, my maple tree began running. It took about three of us to tackle it to bring it down, but I'm kidding. Well, actually, yeah I, I am. Um, but it's, it's just weeping and wet, and, and that means it's alive this tree almost died about a, a decade ago when we had we went from 70 some degrees the next day to 14 degrees and it just ruined a bunch of trees but this one it has a big big open space on it and i was thinking oh don't don't leave us um, luckily it's it's so far it's it's okay part of it is not doing so well but i have hope for this tree i mean we had a, a locust tree that uh, in a very hard winter got split in half and I had a, a friend who was an arborist. He came by, looked at it, and said, Oh, it'll, it'll be. If it's, it'll either be, it won't. You'll know. And now it's this magnificent, huge tree with two distinct trunks. Probably I would have been better off cutting one off. And lotusly lotus, leaf. oh my God, those leaves are just uh, a real pain in the batuti. Um,. Especially when you have a golden doodle who brings in, every time she goes out, she comes in, uh, brings in about a thousand of them that just immediately drop to the floor. Um, so invoke is the beginning of spring. Now the next thing is the vernal equinox, which takes place on March 21st or so. And that is, is the midpoint of spring. In the old calendars, which were an agrarian calendar, but also very closely linked to the movement of the sun, so it's 45 degrees after in the sky because the sun moves about a degree every day. 45 degrees after it's been at Imbolc, we get to the um, Vernal Equinox, and then we we go from there. The next thing after the Vernal Equinox is, of course, Beltane, the first day of summer. And we celebrate it with May Day, don't we? Right, because the May Festival, by the way, in the UK and other parts of the world, is still absolutely magnificently, they're wonderful, the way they celebrate it. Um, If you ever get a chance to be around Helston, uh, they do a thing called the Helston Furry. And it is a celebration to knock all celebrations right to the ground. I mean, it is just one of the most magnificent things I've ever seen. It starts early in the morning, goes till late at night, and people dance in the streets to a song called The Helston Furry. And uh, it's the same song all day long. And But to watch it, get, get on your tubing gadget and look at those tubes of the Helston Furry, H-E-L-S-T-O-N, and uh, furry, just the way it sounds. And, and I think you'll have a, a good time watching kids and elderly people. And, they, and once upon a time, they used to open their houses so these people could dance through your house and bring the blessings of of May, right? Which is a wonderful thing to consider. I love that. So, May Day is cool. May Day, in my opinion, you know, it kind of bums me out that what a lot of countries use May Day is to show their force. Look at our missiles. Look at our tanks. Look at our soldiers. Look at our mighty might. Might. Yeah. It's about the May Queen, it's about the village, it's about life, it's about flowers, and it's about joy, and it's about the celebration. That's what it's about. And then, that's the beginning of summer in the old calendar, then we go to the summer solstice, which of course is the sun at its highest point, and that is midsummer. So, midsummer's night's dream, right? You've heard of that. Uh, probably took place right around there in that week. Period. Probably it could be some people celebrate it on the solstice itself. Some wait three days, you know, three or four. Um, but doesn't matter much to be the shortest day of the year or the longest day of the year, rather shortest night of the year. It has to be on the solstice itself. But don't let that keep you from celebrating. How do you celebrate that? Wow, you celebrate it with taking in the sun. You don't have to go out and stand in your bathing trunks and, you know. Um, no, I, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Mo, do you wear a Speedo? No. <laughs> but thank you for asking. If I gain another 80 pounds, yes, then a Speedo would be appropriate. So I could be that guy on the beach. And, of course, I live in the mountains. So in the mountain air well, it's not the mountains. It's close to the, you know, so I, I wouldn't. There's no beach. Well, there, is, there are beaches around here. <laughs> What's that on a jury? Okay, D- not today. I'll tell that story some other time. It's worth telling. Uh, anyway, so after the summer solstice comes, what comes next? What do you think comes next? It's called Lunasa. Now, we, it's, sometimes it's called Candle um, or Festival of Loaves, but it's, it's a harvest. It's the beginning of the harvest season, which means it's what? The beginning of autumn. It comes right around the first week in August, about August 5th through 7th, depending upon the year. And that's what I love about this. This is a solar-guided calendar. So in Lunasa, what they used to do in the old days was they'd bring in, they'd say, okay, we actually have a harvest. So they would bring all this bread in that they had made with the very dregs of what they had left. And they would share it amongst each other. I love that. I just love that. Saying, we're going to have a harvest season. I mean, what a wonderful thing to do, you know. Eat up what you've got left. Share it with others. Ah, right? So that's pretty cool. And then comes the uh, autumnal equinox. And the autumnal equinox, well, that's the mid-fall, right? The mid-autumn. And uh, that's celebrated in September, right about the 20th, to 21st. And I celebrate that by... Uh, you know, squashes and pumpkins and an acknowledgement that winter is coming because the, the granddaddy of them all, the thing that we love to celebrate is Halloween, Samhain. Samhain, I love that word. Sam Samhain is what it looks like. So I'm thinking, if you're ever looking for me, I'm sure I'm not the only one I Look for Samuel Hain. No, oh, that's Mo and about 500,000 other people who have used it as a pseudonym. But Samhain, and it's one of the predilections of Celtic, you know, the language. Um, it's like there's that answer. Answer. Oh, my goodness. That actor, his name is um, Donald Logue. No, not Donald Logue. He's one. Uh, Donald uh, Gleason. You know the guy. He's Mad-Eye Moody's son, and he's redheaded, and he's in the Empire, whatever, and um, some other Peter Cottontail movie, and he's cool. I like him. But his, his name looks like Domenhall, and that's Celtic. It looks; it's pronounced Donal, and it looks like Domenhall. And someone said, "What's the M for?" He said to confuse Americans. And I thought, Bravo! That's really good. <laughs> it's like when people say, "How do you pronounce Abdulbaki?" I, first of all, they've just said, "Or how do you pronounce your name?" I say the usual way, or um, they say, "How do you spell your name?" I say with an I, and it always makes people very irritated because they're thinking this guy's not funny, you know. And I'm probably not, but you know. What are you gonna do? So Sawan is the first day of winter in the old calendar. So what this gives you, and what we sell boy, do we celebrate it just the way they've celebrated it for thousands of years. And understand something, our ancestors doesn't matter who your ancestors were, they celebrated this holiday. And all these holidays because the sun has been doing the same thing on the ecliptic forever, at least as forever as so, we you know. We've been human beings for about um, 20, 200,000 years. Yeah, I had to put another zero in there for about 200,000 years as we are more or less. I mean, we've obviously come a long way in the past 5,000 years or so we think. And um, that's pretty cool. But, if you follow these, you have a reason to celebrate every 45 days. Now, you put on top of that and, and you, you decide for yourself. You investigate a little bit and say, well, I'm going to have a special meal here. Or, what I do is I just simply acknowledge it. Now, my watch tells me when it's a cross-quarter day or one of the other days, one of the solstices or equinoxes. And I it, it'll show me that, which I think is brilliant. And it shows the actual astronomical timing of uh, the cross-quarter days. So it's, it's Samhain, or it's, it's Imbolc, or whatever it may be. I love that. And I take a moment, and I sit and I say, I've made it through another one, that's a good thing, but more than that, this is a time that once upon a time was celebrated by the world, by our ancestors as the renewal of things, the renewal of life. In my ancestors' country, um, right around the time of the summer solstice, uh, it would be the time to prepare for the Nile Flood. So it was definitely uh, taken into great consideration. You know, oh, yeah, for three months, we're going to be, you know, wandering through goop, you know, this black mud. Uh, That's why they called it the Black Land, because it was this rich silt that was so fertile, that allowed the people to eat, which allowed for this uh, place to be. Every country, every nation, every people, regardless of where they live, whether it be in the Arctic Circle or whether they be um, in, in the jungles, have the same story. We watch the sun and we watch the moon. And there's another reason to celebrate lunar holidays. Easter is a lunar holiday. It's about as old as can be. The Chinese New Year is a lunar holiday, well worth celebrating. And the point is, is that if you, let's say you're going to, I'm going to start celebrating, even if it's just with a special meal, or even if it's just saying just a little something in my mind, in my heart that I'm going to try, celebrate. You know, so how would I celebrate May Day? Flowers. Maybe you go out and you smell them. Maybe you acknowledge that once upon a time, this was one of the most important days in the cycle of the sun every year because it said we lived, we're going to have a harvest, stuff's going to come up, we're going to tend it, we're going to work hard. You see, it's all about how you look at life. And it comes along every 45 days. Now, on top of that, you celebrate, I celebrate the full moon. I was born on the full moon, which explains a lot, especially the hair under the eyeballs, you know, that there. Um, but I always celebrate it. I love the full moon. Actually, I like all the phases. And I acknowledge every one. There's eight of them that I acknowledge every every month. You notice a little eight and eight? huh? What is that about? Well, another time. We have all sorts of things to celebrate. We have MLK Day. We have National Yo-Yo Day, which is June 6th, the same day as D-Day. Uh, why? Because that was Donald Duncan's birthday the um, the founder of the Duncan Yo-Yo Company, and a, and a brilliant man himself. And, you know, if, if things had gone a little bit differently, we would be celebrating his birthday as National Parking Meter Day, but he was not that popular for that. He actually bought the patent for that and is the reason why parking meters exist. Thank you, Donald Duncan. Um, I met his son, nice guy, sweet man. Uh, that was many, many, about 30 years ago, as a matter of fact. Um, I used to be a professional yo-yo man. That's another story, another time. But you can celebrate St. Patrick's Day the way you want to. You don't have to go out and get sloshed, you know, or, or drink green beer so that later you can vomit, green vomit. I just, you know, it doesn't make sense to me anymore once it did. Um, you can celebrate the things that other people celebrate, and you don't have to make a big deal out of it. It's just saying, I am grateful for this life. I am grateful for the sun and the moon. I'm grateful for the conjunction of Venus and Jupiter in the sky that formed this magnificent thing. I am grateful that I got to see another lunar eclipse. I am grateful that I got to see Mercury because it's not easy to see. I'm grateful that I got to go to see Old Faithful. I'm grateful that I've been to the top of the Space Needle. I'm grateful that I've been to the Great Pyramids and I'm grateful that I got to walk between the paws of the Sphinx and almost got arrested for doing so. I'm grateful for a lot of things. I'm grateful for the people in my life. That's a celebration every day. Every time my dog, Trudy, our dog, I'm grateful every time she jumps up in my lap. Every single time. You know, I'm grateful when she and her mom snuggle because that's love. I'm grateful for love. I'm grateful I grew up in the 60s. I'm grateful for my family. My children, my children's children. There's a lot to celebrate. There really is. Don't hesitate. Begin. Find your find your next celebration. Put it on your calendar. You know, let your watch tell you. If you get a yes watch, it'll do that. Um, Yeah, it's a plug. I like the guy. What can I say? Um, But let's celebrate together. You know, I would love to go to Stonehenge um, on the summer solstice. Boy, what a thing that would be. Or to be on the the, the winter solstice and watch the sun rise over the heel stone. Oh, my goodness. What a magnificent thing to do. And you know what? You don't have to travel anywhere. It happens right around you. So find something to celebrate. Share that celebration with those you think won't point at you and run away screaming. And have fun. Don't wait to celebrate. Celebrate today. Find something every day to celebrate. I know I do. And it's made all the difference in the world. Well, that's enough of that. I celebrate you listening. I truly do. And to each and every one of you, until next we meet, I wish you peace and love. Talk to you later. Bye.